grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. Well, welcome to the Friday edition of Speaking Out America. I am JR, your host. It is always an honor to have this microphone, and I use it for the next hour to inform you and enlighten you on all of the things that are going on around you that have an impact, either directly or indirectly, on your life and the way that you live and the quality of your life. Isn't that amazing? And that's why we do this show on the CRN Talk Network. We also have two times now that the show can be heard. We're on Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m., on the primary CRN One channel. And we're also on from noon to 1 p.m. now on CRN Four, which is the Gen X channel. And so if you want more information, go to crntalk.com. You may be listening to me on a podcast. We're all over the place. We're on all the various platforms, including iHeart and Apple and uh, Amazon and all the big ones, Google. So just look for Speaking Out America. And you'll find it, red, white, and blue, you'll find it. And we do a show every day, again, just to talk about everything that's going on in your world. And uh, we have a good show for you this afternoon. We are going to be talking about a lot of different things, so we'll try to cram as much of it in. We'll also be visited by Nan Su of the Epic Times. He's our contact guy for all things China. So he'll let us know what's going on with the the Red Empire. Uh, Also, CNN is uh, legally bound to do something, which I will express to you in a moment. And the question is, will he? We'll get to that. Plus, the Dems, let me ask you a question. Do you think the Dems will start World War III to keep Trump out of office? And would it work? Historically, we find that when presidents are in their first term and there's a war, they usually get a second term. Uh, In years past, it's been because people feel that safer and that it's just better to keep things status quo until the war gets resolved. But would that work this time with this proxy war going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia? So it's interesting. We'll talk about that. Also, remember EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak? That was the group that assisted Fauci in working with the Bat Lady at the Wuhan Viral Institute in China, where the origins are of the COVID uh, virus, allegedly. Well, you know, uh, EcoHealth Alliance is behind a lot of uh, initiatives and they want to be the go-to company for making sure that uh, when Americans have to start taking vaccines that they're there to help make it happen. They have a vested interest in viruses spreading and they got caught red-handed with gain-of-function along with Fauci. And now they're receiving another $2 million for continued funding for coronavirus using bat samples. So they're going to do bat research, EcoHealth Alliance, and they're going to probably work with the same individuals in China. So essentially nothing's changed. Six million people dead, nothing's changed. No one, no one gets charged, no one gets evicted. It's just crazy. Also, uh, the Marine was charged 
Was it because of a racist media? We'll explore that. And then the don't say fat bill. We'll get to that a little bit later on. And Twitter has a new CEO, so we have to give that a little bit of mention and talk about what's going on there and what it means for Twitter, for better or worse. And then we've got, of course, our Friday sound bites of the week. So it's a packed show today. But I want to start off with something that's not on the list, but I found it it's it's extremely fascinating uh, for real, for all kinds of different reasons. But the way that the story goes, the current scientific theory is that our universe and everything in it, as Tony Montana would say, uh, all started with the Big Bang 14.3 billion years ago. Now, when I was a kid, that number was 12, and then they moved it to 13. And every time they moved it, it was because they have telescopes that could see farther out. So the farther out they could see, the farther back in time they can see. You understand that. Anyway, so now we have the James Webb Telescope, and it's got infrared and all kinds of spectrographic lenses that can detect any kind of energy and compounds in the atmosphere of a passing exoplanet. It can do everything. It can zoom in farther than anything ever has ever been able to zoom in. What it means, though, and this is why when you have people say the science is settled or it's consensus science like they do with climate science. See, science scientists are just human. They're just like us. They, they make assumptions, they believe in their assumptions, and they stick to them. And everybody else says, we all nod, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. You're smart, so you must know what you're talking about. And it doesn't matter whether it's uh, pandemics or if it's uh, greenhouse gases or the, the age of the universe. It's always backed by people who are absolutely sure that they're correct. And that's where the human element comes in because nobody likes to admit that they're wrong. Just part of our human condition. And, and you can see it in children when they're young. They break something. I didn't do it, Mommy. It's it's innate with us. We don't like to get in trouble for being wrong. And we don't like to admit that we're being wrong. So now you have this entire world uh, discipline, which is science, that's absolutely sure that the universe came into being by accident. And that's where we have Michio Kaku setting the record straight. Imagine if we found out that the universe wasn't just 14 billion years old. Imagine if we found out it was hundreds of of billions of years old. How would that change our paradigm? Most of them say the universe is about 13 billion years old. What if it's not? Well, that's the problem. The James Webb Space Telescope is upsetting the apple cart. All of a sudden we realize that we may have to rewrite all the textbooks about the beginning of the universe. Now, it takes many billions of years to create a galaxy, like the Milky Way galaxy, with 100 billion stars, many billions of years old. But the James Webb Telescope has identified six galaxies that exist half a billion years after the Big Bang that are up to 10 times bigger than the Milky Way galaxy. That shouldn't happen. There should not be primordial galaxies that are bigger than the Milky Way galaxy that are only half a billion years old. Something is wrong. We may have to revise our theory of the creation of the universe. That's right. That's right. Those atheistic science, uh, scientists who've been telling us that everything started at once, and then they come up with this telescope that shows us that the universe is far older 
than we ever thought. And, and, and so, number one, it, it points to hubris. And number two, it's a good example of how, of how when people say follow the science, well, the science, uh, it should be always changing because as we find new facts, we have to integrate those facts into our prepositions and our hypotheses. And so never take it for granted when somebody says, I am the science, you know right there that they're speaking from hubris and not from discipline. Okay, so now we shift over to this Marine. i got to get this off my chest. I'm just so embarrassed. A- AOC started this. There were others that jumped in. All the media jumped in. And because the Marine vet that took down uh, Jordan Neely on a subway station to protect others that were you know, fearful for their life and choke held him, he died. It turns out that he didn't die right there as people had suggested, or as the way that the... And also, he wasn't the only one holding Jordan Neely down. There was an African-American standing nearby. But yet, the media has turned this into a white-on-black crime. The uh, Soros attorney, DA of New York, Alvin Bragg, is now, obviously, they made it all the news yesterday. Isn't it funny how they made all this news when there were another story, the Biden crime family story, that was completely being 100% ignored? And this is what the this is what the media does, but I think it's a reverse hate crime, you know, because if it had been a black man taking down a white homeless transient, he would have been a hero. Were it not for the fact that he was a thirty-year-old marine, twenty-four-year-old marine veteran uh, who was white, uh, no connection to any kind of radical MAGA group, no uh, no website full of hate like we see with some of these other people, but yet they decided to go ahead and file charges, and he could spend 15 years in jail. What's the message here? Well, the message is clear. Don't take the law into your own hands. You're not qualified. But yet the law doesn't show up. Where is the law? Right now, with crime being the way that it is in New York City, you would think that there would be a cop in every... But they can't do that. You know why? Because cops don't want to be cops. They don't want to get involved. They're told to hold back. You know that there's initiative with this uh, retributive... Rest, you know, where they want to get money in California... Part of the uh, retribution that they want is to eliminate all, what do they call it, low-level low criminal activity. They don't want anybody to be arrested for it anymore. What kind of people think that you can have a society where some criminal activity is allowed and other criminal activity is not allowed? I mean, you, how do you distinguish what, stealing a candy bar is no longer illegal? Oh, but, you know, obviously you can't hit somebody with a hammer, but don't steal. But you can steal a candy bar. You can steal medicine. You can break into somebody's home and steal their jewelry and never be charged. What kind of mayhem do they think that we're going to experience if people can walk around knowing that they can commit all these crimes? It's just, it's just unbelievable. Uh, they want to gl- glorify this Neely guy and make him look like he's the Michael Jackson impersonator, and they're showing video that's 11 years old. They don't show the video of him the way he is today. All they do is turn him into a victim. It's just typical fair. It's why we don't trust the media anymore. We know that's true. we got a lot coming up here. Stay tuned. we got more to come. This is Speaking Out America. I'm JR. Be right back. Nan Sue's going to join us from Epoch Times to talk about the latest China news, keeping an eye on our adversaries overseas.
Got sound bites of the week coming up momentarily. We'll go through some of the, what I think, the more entertaining and enlightening sound bites from the week previous. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I am JR, your host. Our website is speakingoutamerica.com. And you can email me or email questions to the show, speakingoutamerica at gmail.com. It's real easy to get a hold of us. Do you hear about this new bill in New York City? The New York City Council members have passed a bill making it illegal to discriminate against people's height and weight when determining employment, housing, and public accommodations. Did you hear that? The city joins the six others in one state with their similar protection laws, which have been passed in the state of Michigan, the cities of Binghamton, New York, Madison, Wisconsin, Urbana, Illinois, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and Santa Cruz, California, according to CNN. Quote, it's not only protecting people in the workplace from this or in getting apartments, but it's also about changing culture. I love that term, changing culture. The new diversity, as long as you fit into the right culture. New York City Councilman Sean Ebru, the lead sponsor of the bill, com- commented. He said another version of the bill existed before he joined the effort, but he took the lead after facing weight discrimination issues of his own. In other words, he's obese. So we need to make the world accommodate us. He says, just recently, someone I consider to be a friend came up to me and touched my stomach and said, we're getting bigger there, buddy. And said, uh, Abreu, he says, it just speaks to the toxic culture that exists in the United States when it comes to people that are above their average peer's weight. So he doesn't like it when somebody points out that he stuffs his face and he's fat because, you know, he just can't control himself. And so he expects everybody else to, no no pun intended, kowtow to his predicament. So let's create as many laws as we can to protect people's feelings. Now, I would have taken it, you know what, maybe the guy's right. I put on a little pound. If my kids came up to me and they said, Dad, you know what, you could stand to take a walk once in a while, I would absolutely say you're right. And I would take, you know, you've got to get thick skin. People in this country just just got the thinnest skin in the world. They can't handle it. How did we survive? I mean, are we sure that our ancestors were the uh, the true grit that came from Europe? Seems like a lot of whiners. I mean, we are a nation of whiners. You know, the fact is we should address the issue head on. Our nation is overweight. You know that we spend more money than any other country on the planet towards health care, and yet we are the unhealthiest people on the planet and in history. There was a talk show host the other day. He said he, he, go, he went to Greece recently, and he could tell who the Americans were because they were all the fat ones. We eat too much, and this has led to diabetes, and this has led to all kinds of health problems. There's a fast food restaurant on practically every corner in every city. The problem is, is our nutrition intake. We're not disciplined. We're not taught to be disciplined. I mean, you know, when our kids were going to elementary school, guess who was bringing by lunch? The local pizza restaurant. Because these schools would, you know, hire these fast food restaurants to bring them their food. So instead of ignoring the problem, we come up with don't say fat bills. That's what this is. It's don't say fat bill. And it just exacerbates the problem even more because, I mean, you know, who is that? Cardi B? They roll her out as being the virtuous performer. 
sending a message to all those young young kids, it's okay if you're obese. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay that if you grow up in the age of 30, you can't save your own life because you're too heavy to lift yourself over a fence or out of a swimming pool uh, or, in my case, over the side of a boat. Uh, it's just, it's more of the same. Now, what do you think about Twitter? I want to kind of check in this. This is making the rounds on the news. You, you, NBC Universal said Friday that its adverti- advertising chief, Linda Yaccarino, will leave the company after she was reported to be in talks to become the CEO of Twitter. Twitter CEO Elon Musk said Thursday that he had found a new chief executive for the social media site but did not name the person. The Wall Street Journal reported that Yaccarino, who modernized the Comcast core entertainment and media's division advertising business, was in talks for the job. So she's qualified. She's got, this is not what you would call an equity hire or affirmative hire. This is a person. The fact that she's a woman has no bearing on any of this, nor should it, unless you're a vacuous virtue signaler. Uh, The fact that she is a woman makes no difference. It's her skills, her experience. That's what should matter. Now, that doesn't mean that she doesn't come with some baggage. Uh, she is, of course, it's going around that she is a, a globalist. And you know what that means. That means that she's probably all about fighting hate speech and free expression. So we'll see if this turns out to be a good idea for Twitter. I'm rather enjoying it. Uh, for the first time, I feel like I'm not just being exposed to groupthink or political correctness or you know, it's it's good to see people be honest. I don't get offended that easily. Uh, maybe this will restore some of those people's faith in Twitter since Elon Musk allowed, um, well, he's encouraging, you know, Tucker Carlson will soon have a show on Twitter. And also, uh, just to show that Elon Musk is a fair guy, he also offered uh, Don Lemon an opportunity to have his own show on Twitter. Isn't that interesting? So he's an equal opportunity offender. He's not all about just one side having the floor. So we'll see if Don Lemon takes him up on it. Don probably would think that that was, you know, too uh, what do you, uh, too low for him. He need he needs to have the spotlight. I think he's hoping and praying that MSNBC will call him. But uh, don't hope and pray too much, man. Nobody likes you. You're an arrogant. Well, I can't say that. I could say that if I wasn't on the radio, but since I'm on the radio, in addition to being on a podcast or some things I can't say, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. So here's an interesting story. A man in uh, San Francisco uh, was caught, a homeless man, by the way, probably somebody with mental illness. A man was caught pooping and wiping his butt on pride flags, and it will turn into a hate crime. And the author of this article, my new uh, favorite author over there at PJ Media, Athena Thorne, says that if she had done that with a regular U.S. flag, there would be no issue. But because it was a pride flag, he was charged with lascivious behavior, but also he could be facing a hate crime. Fred Innocent, 45 years old, allegedly relieved himself uh, uh, with a pride flag outside Buccio's 95 Dining Shed on West 95th Street and Amsterdam Avenue. 
around 10 a.m. on April 15th, tax day, according to the New York Post. The alleged defecator then took another nearby pride flag and used it to clean himself up. And they actually have a... <laughs> if you can't want to go watch it, it's there. Uh, but they're saying that this could be a... Uh, this could go all the way to the Supreme Court. <laughs> what does that say about America? We got this kind of stuff going on, man. It's crazy. Coming up, we're going to talk to Nan Su of the Epoch Times. What's happening with China? I'd like to get his reaction on this revelation that came out this week from James Comer about getting a payoff from a Chinese company. We'll check in with Nan Su in just a moment. You're listening to Speaking Out, America. Let me introduce you. This is uh, Nan Su. He is a senior investigative reporter for the Epoch Times. He's got a particular eye and focus on Chinese politics and government deception, and that's why we like to have him on. And today I want to talk about some interesting developments, Nan. Thanks for joining us on Speaking Out. I guess Congress is starting to step up and make sure that American businesses that are in China or are doing business with China are are asking them to make sure they're not utilizing slave labor. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. Uh, yeah, the uh, congressman, um, uh, Congressman Mike Gallagher, uh, who is the chair of uh, 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 the Congressional Select Cement, uh, Committee on CCP, uh, recently you know, urged uh, U.S. big corporations uh, specifically, several of them like Apple, Adidas, uh, Nike, uh, Disney, and ask them to really pay attention to uh, to whatever they are doing in China really involved in the uh, forced labor uh, products. Um, now, all these companies pretty much uh, deny they actually use forced laborers in China. Which, which kind of like uh, more or less is true because they 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 don't they they have not directly used the forced labor, but however the problem is their supply chain, their supply chain you know use uh, forced labor um, prisoners labor, uh, you know they have no control, so the only way that uh, they can uh, actually. Uh, reduce this kind of situation. It's uh, somehow uh, they they make some effort to decouple with with China. That 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 could be the probably the only way uh, they can uh, make the situ- situation uh, a little bit better. So it's, let's take Apple. Apple's probably one of the biggest companies to do business with China. They risk getting uh, insulting China and the CCP or the ruling party if they try to make demands about the labor and who's involved. And so they would be be risk actually being kicked out. And that is such a huge. Again, China is leveraging their population so they can they can leverage that to the tune of billions of dollars a year in profits. So how do they how, how what what leverage does Apple have? to be able to say to them, you've got to stop using, you know, forced labor, prison labor in the supply chain. 
Well, the problem for Apple is Apple is uh, as much as it's uh, it's American company, uh, it's it's also a Chinese company right now. I mean, it, 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 it's uh, it's market in China. It's huge. Um, and I don't think any of these American corporations actually even dare to open their mouths to to speak to Chinese communist regime uh, about uh, whatever the regime has been doing in the labor camp, in the jails, uh, the, uh, in in any of uh, manufacturing industry that you know has no respect to basic labor rights. Uh, they never done that. I, I don't think they will do. All these U.S. corporations, the, all they care is just money. And that's exactly how our congressional leader point out. You know, that's not the way the, you know, the, the, uh, the Americans doing business. You know, I almost wonder why are they all of a sudden taking notice now? Everybody on the planet knows that China is the greatest exploiter of, you know, humanity of any country by sheer size. This is no surprise you know, the organ harvesting has sort of just confirmed what we already knew, which is China is a bad actor when it comes to forced labor. The question is, which I have for you, is why is all of a sudden Congress wanting to do something now? Where have they been for the past 40 years? <laughs> well, that's a very good question. I would say, you know, there are two parts. You know, one it's the it, it, it's our China policy. Part meaning you know the mentality of our uh, our politicians, our elected leaders, uh, they have been in the kind of uh, uh, mentality that if we uh, if the Western world make China stronger, richer, and then uh, as a return, uh, that's kind of like a wishful thinking. As a return, that the Chinese uh, communist regime will allow. Chinese people to have freedom. It's kind of like, you know, we help you become richer and then you give Chinese people freedom. And also they are expecting the, you know, the people in China, once they have more middle class and the middle class will want to have a greater say. That's the original war from Clinton's uh, 2000. Yeah. Uh, Johns Hopkins University speech to urge um, U.S. Congress to give China PNTR permanent normal trade relationship, and which is a prerequisite to allow China to join WTO. So now, <clears throat> that was the you know our our politician uh, politicians thought. And then, of course, once they opened the floodgate, let all the U.S. Of, um, corporations got to China and made an investment. Uh, you know, those corporations, they don't care they, about what the politicians think. They just want to make their money. Yeah, uh, yeah so they, they have a fiduciary duty to their stockholders, right? It's always... Well, we have an obligation to our stockholders. You know, one could almost make the argument that maybe these prisoners need something to do, and maybe it's good for them to have labor. I mean, what else are they going to do? I mean, I don't take that position, but I could see how China could argue that position. Don't come into our country and tell us when, when in fact, America has proportionally a higher number of people in prison than we do in China. They could make that argument. So I could see how it could be a, a real tussle. For them, and this is not going to be something that's 
you know, going to be solved overnight, but at least I feel good. And I'm glad you told us that Congress is trying to do something about it. We only have a minute or two, Nansu, from the Epoch Times. Tell us about your uh, your documentary, The Final War, which is available on the epochtimes.com website. Yeah, The Final War, it's a newly released documentary from the Epoch Times to really talk about uh, Chinese Communist Ru Jun's 100-year plot. You know, they actually had a 100-year plan, which was made from the very beginning uh, of uh, Chinese Communist Ru Jun when he took over control of, in 1949. They want to take down the, the leader of free world, uh, United States, in, within 100 years by the year of 2049. And he talk about the unrestricted uh, and unconventional warfare, which is, was designed specifically against the United States, the leader of the free world, ever since the mid-90s. Um, it includes economic warfare, technological warfare, cultural warfare, uh, all different kind of uh, uh, financial warfare, all different kind of uh, uh, different forms of warfare. And so far, you know, the only warfare the Chinese communist regime has not started against the United States, it's the military warfare. Yeah. And, and I would say, Nan, that people do need to read this and they need to educate themselves on just what it means that China is our adversary. They have thousands, hundreds of thousands of people dedicated every day to spying on Americans. And next time we have you on, maybe we can talk a little bit more about the cyber warfare that's going on. Nan Su from the Epoch Times, thanks so much for joining me on Speaking Out. Thank you, Jim, for having me today. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you again real soon, sir. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Coming up next on Speaking Out America, we have our uh, sound clips of the week. And we're going to go back through the Biden crime family and pull out some juicy cuts that I think deserve a second hearing. And all of this uh, coming up. Also, don't forget to check out our website. We've got a couple of new articles posted at speakingoutamerica.com. And our podcast is always there in case you miss a part of the show. It's up on speakingoutamerica.com. Be right back. China, who's cleaning our clocks, who? I think, wasn't some deals made with China? And Joe Biden won't condemn China, will he? Or the other politicians that are getting paid off by China to infiltrate the United States' thousand talents programs, our educational programs. You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. Got any plans for the weekend? What are you going to do this weekend? Going to do anything fun? My friend up in New Hampshire, 88 degrees. Man, that's hot. You know, but people feel better generally, I think, when they're in the sun. And I mean, all this this worry about the world warming up by a couple degrees. Come on, man. The plants love that extra carbon. I say produce more carbon. We need it for plant food. Uh, let's see here, man, some good sound bites this past week. This is our sound bite section. This was a piece of sound bite that somebody found and it goes back to, I think 2014, 
Uh, and this is Biden. He must have been on a campaign trail and there must have been something in the news. But it's funny that he would say this in light of what we're learning about his COVID crime family and peddling influence and using your own power in office to circumvent the American people by issuing propaganda. I mean, all this stuff that we're finding out about Biden. But listen to what he said back in, what, 2014. When politicians can be bought, when courts can be manipulated, when the media becomes a tool of propaganda, there you will find a society that is susceptible to manipulation from the outside. So White House responded by dismissing the oversight committee evidence as baseless. Another takeaway from the hearing, though, the lack of attention that the story is getting from the mainstream media. You got that right. And that, of course, is referencing the Hunter Biden laptop that 51 former security officers who served this country coordinated an effort to misinform the American people by signing a document saying that they believe that the Hunter laptop was a fabrication of Russian disinformation. 51 people. I really need to drill this down. This is the country that we are living under. These are the authorities. 51 intelligence security officers lied, lied, and they agreed to sign a document to downplay the New York Post when they broke the story about the Hunter Biden laptop. The laptop that has now been part of a major investigation by Senator Comey, and Nancy Mace and others who have discovered that over the course of the tenure of the vice president, Joe Biden, he was making money on the side from foreign nationals in Romania, China, Ukraine. But nobody knows for what reason. And why did he have 20 LLC set up to receive funding from various agencies? And even today, the media is saying that it's a fabrication, even though we have bank records that show the money trail. Now, Daryl Issa came up with a good response, and I want this to sink in. This is Daryl Issa, congressman from California, one of the few politicians in California that I actually admire. We learned that, in fact, they did it because they wanted the president to win. And in many cases, they used the power of the government itself. Well, they were supposed to be working for the president. They were actually working to replace the president. That's closer to a coup than it is to a letter. That's right. Closer to a coup. We had a coup. And from all uh, appearances, it looks to have been a very successful coup with a man in office who has been side hustling and generating cash for his family on the American dime. And I think Janine Pirro from The Five had said it best. (laughs) Let me simplify this for you. This is an organized criminal enterprise. I've done this for 30 years, okay? This is how they do it. What you've got is the hallmarks of corruption, the accounts, the LLCs, the evasion, and the money laundering. The partners come in, collect the foreign money, and then distribute it to an LLC, to an LLC in incremental amounts. Joe Biden is the front man. Hunter Biden is the bag man. 
okay? Joe Biden goes into foreign countries lecturing them about anti-corruption, and he is representing the freest, greatest nation on earth and is wrapping himself in the flag of the United States while his son is collecting the money at the back door. This happened in Romania, and this happened in the Ukraine. Joe Biden uses his position as the vice president of the United States to tell the Ukraine to get the prosecutor off the company where Hunter is a member and making $80,000 a month, or he's going to withhold our taxpayer money a million dollars, all right? This is an point man in energy, an appoint man on anti-corruption, and his son is right behind him with the bags. Now, let's talk about why so many people are involved in receiving the money. So many people are involved because you can't put that money in one account. Right. So we got the wife, the daughter, the husband, the sister-in-law. <laughs> That's why it's worked ah. out that way. And why? Why did Paul Manafort spend years in solitary confinement for being a, uh, a, a lobbyist in a foreign country when this guy's been a lobbyist in Ukraine, in Romania, in China? Why is every dime that came out of China connected to the Chinese intelligence or the Chinese uh, 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 Communist Party? And talk about it, the, the grandkids. Why did Louis Free... The head of the FBI give $100,000 to Joe Biden's granddaughter so he could go into business with Hunter to reap the money from the foreign country. I want to get Dana. Now, let me say one more thing. I want to say one more thing about this. Nobody's paid taxes on this money. I guarantee it. So you've got corruption, foreign agents, and you've got taxes. They got George Santos, and I don't care about him one way or the other. In a couple of months, they got him on 13 charges. Hunter Biden, five and a half years, they can't figure out how to get him on a criminal charge. This is a corrupt family. It's the Biden crime family. I wanted to play all of that. Uh, originally, when we played it, we just played a little bit of it. The reason I wanted to play all of it is because it's lost in the ether. What Janine basically said is 100% legitimate, and it is incumbent upon Biden and his family to come clean. They need to explain to the American people, I don't care what you say, but they need to hear, the American people need to hear from this president who is seeking re-election. We have questions about exactly what and why he was doing to make all of that money while he was collecting a check paid for by you and I. And Jim Jordan said it best. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on that, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign. So much so the Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist. We want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? Why not come clean? Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Again, the fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? Why did, why did Joe Biden's brother, why did Joe Biden's sister-in-law, why did Joe Biden's son, 
Why did so many family members get the money? What did they do to, re- to warrant receipt of that money? That's the fundamental question. And we need to get the answer to that. And I've got a terrific idea. According to federal election laws, uh, since CNN, and anyone can take this to the bank, according to CNN uh, or election laws, if CNN grants an hour of Donald Trump to have a town hall, essentially it's a contribution. They now are legally obligated, CNN, to offer the same space, the same airtime to President Joe Biden. So this is an opportunity. It's free airtime for Joe Biden to make his case to come on a, a television with CNN. They'd have to give him an hour just like they gave Trump. And they would have to say, okay, we have to allow you to have a town hall with the American people. I imagine they probably would let Biden, uh, you know, pick where he wanted to be, probably California, probably some blue city, maybe New York, who knows. And let's see how he does. Let's compare the two. Last time I think Biden did a town hall with Don Lemon and it was a disaster. Remember that? It was horrible. But I tell you who's nervous. Nicole Wallace over at MSNBC. You can hear it in her voice. This was moments after the town hall. This is the sound of a woman who's frightened about Donald Trump. Because, see, the Democrats are realizing that Biden can't do a town hall. There's no way. He would flub the first question, even if it was a a snowball question or a softball launch. I mean, I think if they asked him to name his children, he would probably stutter and confuse some of his grandchildren with his children. If they asked him where he went to high school, he probably would pick some high school that he never went to. They could ask him all kinds of softball questions, and he would still mess it up. And so when you look at Trump, he's got his faculties, he's got his handle on the facts, he went into the lion's den and slayed the lion. So this is the sound of Nicole Wallace, a very frightened sound coming from the left. Cause and effect. Trump speaks, there are consequences. And this will be our third straight go-around, folks. The third straight presidential election. Donald Trump is a candidate. And there's not a damn thing she can do about it. I asked at the beginning of the hour, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's possible? Or even likely that the Democrats, if they sense that they're going to lose this race, are they going to let Trump win or would they be willing to start World War III. And that is the question that I leave you with. Are they willing to take us to war to try to prevent Trump from going into office? We'll explore that more next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining me on Speaking Out America. Join me online, speakingoutamerica.com. And thank you for joining us on the crntalk.com network.